0: This episode of On the Rock will give you keys to survive and succeed in the days ahead by
1: hearing and doing the words of Jesus. In our study of the Gospel of Matthew, we know that Jesus has gracious words because we've just learned the Sermon on the Mount. But what we're going to learn in this program is that these gracious words, anointed and authoritative, are backed up with godly Action. Our series is entitled, The Kingly Messiah, Understanding the Gospel of Matthew, Part 1. A verse-by-verse audio commentary, part of the larger Understanding the Bible series. And this particular lesson is called, The Action Begins. Matthew 8, verses 1 to 13. Yes, we're beginning chapter 8. We've just finished the three-chapter Sermon on the Mount. That's Matthew 5 to 7. Now in chapter 8, it's like Jesus comes out of the gate and things begin to happen. And so, as soon as he comes off the Holy Mount, where he gave the Sermon on the Mount, great multitudes followed him. And here, in verse 2 of Matthew 8, it says this, And, behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, If thou be willing, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. Jesus didn't even have to solicit invitations for ministry. In fact, the ministry came to him. Now, the fact is, anyone who gives themselves over to serve God, whether it's in a so-called lay capacity or full-time credentialed, The fact is, there is so much ministry out there, just too much, as a matter of fact, that that's why Jesus tells us to pray to the Lord of the harvest. What are we to pray for? Pray for more laborers, because the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And it's still the same today. There is so much ministry need out there. People who have broken lives, People who struggle, people who are sending up a storm, but they don't want to be. They want to be set free. People who are estranged from key people in their lives, people who are uncertain about their future, people whose health has broken down, people who are financially ruined. Oh, the the needs are almost endless. However, the solution is always the same. Come to God, obey the gospel, And watch God bring transformation. Now, not always will there be immediate change to circumstance, but there will be change. And in some cases, the change is commensurate to the amount of, shall we say, hunger and thirst the person has for God. Let me tell you, in the non-Western world, the gospel spreads like wildfire. Because they don't have the safety nets and the fallbacks that we have here. They don't have the distractions either that can be found roundabout. about. But whatever the case is, what we see is that Jesus finishes his ministry. And as soon as he's finished, the, the people come to him. They are desperate. And it is just utterly amazing. He, again, doesn't have to look for anything. He, it comes to him. Here is a leper, and remember, lepers are ostracized from society. They're not welcome because, well, people don't want to catch what the leper has. They don't want to catch the leprosy. And indeed, if a leper gets healed, then there is a protocol found in the law of Moses of what they need to do once they're healed. But what is interesting is that Jesus is willing to touch the leper, because he's willing, not just able, but willing to cause him to be cleansed. Of course, many of us remember Princess Diana and how she was renowned for many things, being wearing glamorous dresses, being the most photographed woman in the world, but of course, something else. She was willing to hug an AIDS patient. AIDS, in a sense, became the modern-day leprosy, and here, is this highly privileged, highly photographed, famous woman willing to reach out and just bring that touch of warmth and care and love to someone suffering? And of course, she was immortalized. I mean, people went hysterical at the time of her death. But here we have the Lord of Glory not just touching the leper, but bringing healing to the leper. Yes, Jesus is able to touch your circumstance, whatever it may be. He's willing as well as able. All right, now I want to read the entire portion from Matthew 8, verses 1 to 13. Our lesson is called, The Action Begins, and again that reference is Matthew chapter 8, verses 1 to 13. Let's listen carefully, because this is God's word. When he was come down from the mountain... Great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will, be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus saith unto him, See thou tell no man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a certain centurion, beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, Go, and he goeth, and to one another, Come, and he cometh, and to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, No, not in Israel. And I say unto you, that many shall come from the east and west, and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. Our reading is from Matthew chapter 8, verses 1 to 13, and the lesson is called, The Action Begins. Well, it's not just The Action Begins, but chapter 8 of the Gospel of Matthew begins. And I call chapter 8 of the Gospel of Matthew, The Man of Action, because that's what Jesus really was. He didn't just sit around like a Greek philosopher, telling pious and profound dictums He actually got out there, mingled with the people, and ministered to their every need. So, first of all, we learned that once Jesus finished his sermon on the mount, the great multitudes followed him. They had a sense that things were about to happen. The corn would begin to pop. And it did. So, first of all, there is this leper. It says he came and worshipped Jesus. A little side note here. When people came to worship Jesus, please note, he didn't stop them. He received worship because, of course, he's worthy of worship. And he's worthy of worship because of not just who he is, but also what he does. He is the glorious Son of God. So he never rebukes people for the worship. He doesn't seem to demand it either in the Gospels, but Yes, he receives it. And you know, it's good to worship the Lord. In fact, it is mandatory and needful to worship the Lord because it gets our eyes off self, sin, and flesh and focuses it rightly in God's direction. So the guy that has leprosy worships Jesus and asks him and says, Lord, if you are willing, I can become clean. The leper did not doubt Jesus' ability to heal him, but he did question his willingness to heal. Well, thank God. Matthew eight three, Jesus is willing. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy, the Scripture teaches. Here is a good example of it. Since Jesus is the image of the invisible God, and he and the Father are one, whatever you see Jesus do, is what God would do too. Jesus put out his hand and touched the man saying, I am willing, be clean. Immediately the leprosy was healed. Thank God Jesus is both able and willing. But then he goes on to say in Matthew 8 verse 4, show yourself to the priest. According to the law of Moses, when you are healed of leprosy, you must go to the priest and make a prescribed offering. This will be a testimony to the priest and to the public. Now, it was a relatively rare event for lepers to be healed. One example, of course, was Naaman the Syrian in the days of Elisha. So, and Naaman wasn't an Israelite, so therefore I guess he didn't have to show himself to the priest. But by showing yourself to the priest, you were actually confirming a messianic miracle, because these kind of healings just didn't happen, except with Messiah. And surely it would be a testimony pointing that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. But then we go on to the centurion, a very amazing man, and he got a very amazing response from Jesus. Matthew 8, 5 and 6. Jesus enters into the city of Capernaum, which was where he personally was headquartered after he was rejected by the people he grew up in in his hometown of Nazareth. He immediately gets an urgent request from a Roman centurion. He calls Jesus Lord. He says that his servant is sick from the palsy and he is grievously tormented. Basically, this was an SOS from a Roman man. Remember, the Roman man may have been a heathen, probably, of course, uncircumcised, represents the hated occupation of the land of Israel in the days of Jesus. And yet, he reaches out to Jesus, and Jesus responds with grace and mercy in return. So, what does he say? The Lord says in Matthew 8:7, I will come and heal him. But here's something amazing of the centurion in Matthew 8, verse 8, demonstrating amazing humility and faith. The centurion says he was not worthy to have Jesus in his home. You know what's interesting? In a sense, the centurion had a what we call uncleanness, not unlike the leper who came before him. The leper was unclean because he had leprosy. The centurion, in a sense, was unclean, because he was a Gentile, he was uncircumcised, he had served heathen gods, the Roman ones, of course, and therefore there was this separation, this segregation between the Jew and the Gentile, between a holy son of God and a yet-to-be-holy or sinful centurion. I believe that could very well have been the reason, he said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. But, this is what he says, Just say the word, and my servant will be healed. The centurion understood what many Israelites did not. That the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, has authority in his words and in his deeds. The centurion understood and respected the authority of Jesus because he himself had authority too. There is authority in the word of God. There is authority in the confession of faith. There is authority in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And when these things are exercised, or in this case, when the word of authority is spoken out, power is released. And then, in Matthew 8, 9, the centurion goes further. He says that he also is a man under authority. And this is something Jesus appreciated too, because Jesus is under the authority of the Heavenly Father. The centurion says, I have soldiers under me. If I tell one to go, he goes. No questions asked. Likewise, when the order to come is given, the soldier does so promptly. A word of authority brings action, both in the natural, but even more so in the spiritual. Verse 10 of Matthew 8, Jesus was very impressed with the centurion. In fact, when he heard these words, he stopped in his tracks and made this astounding pronouncement. He says, I have not seen greater faith anywhere, not even in Israel, the land of faith. (laughs) Consider this, a Gentile, a pagan, exercises greater faith than the religious elite in Israel. Whenever you want God's attention, friend, exercise your faith. If you want his rebuke and censure, then persist in doubt and unbelief. Well, after that, you can be sure in Matthew 8:11, there was a great gathering. From commenting on the centurion's great faith, Jesus speaks about a great gathering with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the patriarchs who we learn about in the book of Genesis. And we hear about them, basically, for the rest of the Bible. At this gathering, Jesus says, many will come from the east and west, implying a great harvest of souls from among the Gentiles and the nations. But then some sobering words in verse 12 of Matthew 8, the children of the kingdom. We can only speculate of the identity of the children of the kingdom. Now, it possibly, probably refers to the natural descendants of the patriarchs, namely the Hebrew people or the Israelites. The lesson of the New Testament is that it's not enough to have natural birth or be related in the flesh, but of the spirit, a spiritual rebirth. And only by a spiritual rebirth Not just being a physical descendant of Abraham can you enter into God's kingdom. After all, we learned that God can raise up stones to be children of Abraham. That's no problem for him. But it is more important that we are born again. Those who refuse to believe, even if they are the natural seed of Abraham, will be cast into gross darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And then finally... Our last verse for this lesson, Matthew eight thirteen. as you have believed. Jesus addresses the centurion in that matter. He tells him simply, go your way as you have believed. It will be done unto you. Well, guess what? The man under authority recognized the authority of Jesus and his word. He believed the word that Jesus gave, the word of authority. And in the very hour, that Jesus spoke and the centurion believed, the servant of the centurion was made completely whole. Friends, there is authority in the word as quickened by the Holy Spirit. And this is something, the sooner we imbibe, the better off we will be. Now our lesson is called, The Action Begins. And what is our lesson for life? Like Jesus, you can have the word of authority, if you stand on God's Word and receive the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Remember to visit us at our Facebook page, Teach All Nations, Education, and thank you for liking our page. You can also go to our homepage and subscribe to the free monthly Issachar Teaching e-letter. We want to equip you to be future-ready and future-friendly with articles from the Bible, victorious Christian living, and current events in the light of God's Word. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the authority of your word, for the ministry of Jesus, for his willingness, his compassion, as well as his ability to heal and meet our needs. Help us to forget about leaning on the arm of flesh and of earthly resource, and let us put all our trust in Jesus, knowing that such trust will never be misplaced. It will deliver the blessing of the Lord. For this we praise you in Christ's name.